Rudy Giuliani. Hello, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I am very appreciative that you're tuning in. And we've got plenty, plenty to cover today. Some of it may be a little surprising, at least in the way it's going to get interpreted. First of all, let me, uh, since, you know, there's a up and down relationship with the mayor, because there's an up and down relationship in the city or, or effect in the city. But I was very, very gratified to see that Mayor Adams ripped Black Lives Matter as hypocrites today. I can't think of a bigger group of hypocrites than Black Lives Matter because that whole that whole uh, title, Black Lives Matter, which, of course, who is going to object to that? Black Lives Matter. Of course, Black Lives Matter do. As long as it isn't said, you know, as a as a distinction that it's the only lives that matter. And many people don't see it that way. They just see it as black people have suffered through, you know, some pretty bad indignities and difficulties greater than most, if not all. So their lives do matter. But so do all lives matter. But none of that really matters here because to the organization, black lives matter. Black lives don't matter at all. (laughs) It isn't black lives that matter. It's lives that they can exploit that matter. Now, how do we know that? Because how many, I don't know how many people were killed in Chicago uh, th- this weekend, exactly how many, but they don't care. I know people were killed in New York today and the mayor and this weekend, and the mayor was pointing out that Black Lives Matter hasn't ever expressed anything about people murdered in New York. The, the Mayor Adams says, do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. I was up all night speaking to my commanders in the Bronx and in Brooklyn. The victims were black. <laughs> Where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter on Allen? Nowhere. And it isn't just last night. It's the night before, the night before, the night before, the night after. Black Lives Matter is a, let me, now get it, write it down. It's a communist-run group. That is dedicated to two main things, killing police officers and destroying the nuclear family. Why? For the goal of making us a communist country. What I told you is written in their foundation documents. Uh, The first one, that they're a communist group, would be affirmed by Patrice Coors. She wouldn't debate me on that. She'd probably sneak around on the second one about dedicated to killing police. She wouldn't get too far away from it, giving them a hard time, putting them in jeopardy. Occasionally, maybe they have to be killed, but dedicated to killing police because they never miss a, a, a riot or what they call protest. And the press likes to say they have protests that don't turn into riots. Find me one. But in any event, whether it's a protest, a riot, or just a meeting, you will hear fry them in bacon, right? Pigs in a blanket, fry them in bacon. Pigs in a blanket, fry them in bacon. And in case that doesn't get you, you'll see a sign behind, kill pigs, kill cops. And it's led to lots of killing of police. And it played a role in what happened uh, uh, the other day in New York City, what happened with Frank James. You'll see that. So I'm, I'm glad to see that the mayor doesn't fall into the 
Black Lives Matter should be given a contribution by Major League Baseball. Black Lives Matter should be given a contribution by the NBA. Uh, Black Lives Matter should uh, they should have banners up at baseball stadiums. Uh, Black Lives Matter should get money from all the major American corporations. What? So they can kill cops? Or so that uh, Patrice Coors can build another mansion? And by the way, Patrice Coors is doing exactly what a communist leader does. They steal money. They're all rich. That's why it falls apart. Because it's a, it's a sick philosophy that's completely contrary to human nature. Well, what about now this Frank James, who has been caught and brought into the federal system? I heard lots of theories this morning about why he was brought into the federal system, and I just laughed my head off because I used to do that. <laughs> I used to do it at Koch. And we bring them into the federal system so they didn't go out on bail. That's exactly why they were brought into the federal system. All the speculation, all the great lawyers that came on, the federal system because of this. I tried 14 cases in the federal system. The reason they were brought in is so he wasn't let out on the street just in case some crazy judge would let him out on the street. Second, there's no doubt he can be more effectively prosecuted in the considerably less corrupt federal system than in the considerably more corrupt, both ideologically and otherwise, state system. And he's going to be looking at uh, big time. There's no question about it. But now, who is he? Let's get, let's get straight here. Oh, he's a madman. Now, I'm going to give you an opposite. Suppose you were a white man connected to, I don't know, what's that group, Proud Boys? No, he was a white man, and then you found him with all kinds of Proud Boy Matter literature and saying all kinds of Proud Boy Matter stuff, which I don't even know what they say, but whatever the hell they say. We would have a white supremacist murder on our hands, right? Well, that's what this guy is. Not a white supremacist. He's a black supremacist. And he's part of the rather large group of blacks organized to kill whites. When I say large group, not a majority, no more than a majority of, of blacks and whites. Yeah. Is, uh, are those groups larger than the white supremacist groups? Black Lives Matter, Antifa, black nationalists. Yeah. Are they more violent? You're damn right they're more violent. Uh, despite the stupid statements by our attorney general, the head of our Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the head of Homeland Security that says our greatest threat is white supremacy. If they think that's our greatest threat, that may be how this guy got away with it. Because let's listen to what, how, how much he warned us about what he was going to do. Okay? Why don't, we, why, don't we, um, why don't we listen to him? These are texts, I think, and, and statements that have been removed by uh, YouTube. <laughs> they removed them. They never told the police about them, and they removed them. They, they, they would take me off if I said the election was stolen. They don't take him off for saying this. Cut 20, please. You want to make up some story about some Jesus and the Bible said dumb They don't see it that way. They hate your guts. He talk about white people. He doesn't get taken off for that. That's okay. But if you say there might be some problems with the election, you get taken off. Or, or back when you said that there was a Hunter uh, hard drive and Hunter and, and Joe were criminals, you got taken off, even though it turns out to be true. But they didn't get taken off, nor did the police get warned. Cut 21. 
And why do they hate your guts? Because they know that your rightful place is as a slave in this country. They know that. You're the only one who doesn't realize that. And now you want to be equal to them by force. They didn't choose to elect. They didn't elect to make you equal. You had to force them to make you an equal. And okay. now they're just getting more angry and more angry. That anger is building up. And it, nothing can happen here differently than what happened over in Europe with the Jews. So they're going to get killed like the Jews by the whites in America, and the whites were forced to freedom. Well, first of all, let, let, let's, let's look at the genesis of this now. The genesis of this now is, white, is Black Lives Matter, Antifa, certainly 1619, that Hannah, whatever her name is, who uh, doesn't, doesn't want uh, parents to have anything to do with the education of children because they don't know anything about education. She doesn't even want anything to do with, that, with her, her own kid's education because she knows nothing about education, but she's written a history for all of us to read, which is that America is all-encompassing slave nation founded as a slave nation. That's what you hear in Frank James there. That comes right from mid-1619. This guy is reflecting what is being uh, invoked and used by Black Lives Matter, many, many Democrat black politicians, 1619, our president who likes to say that America is systemically racist. So if, if Mr. James thinks that most of us hate him, he is reinforced in that belief by President Biden or by the numerous other Democrat politicians who love to say that we are systemically racist, which means that most white people hate black people. This is what Frank James is taught. Maybe a, maybe a delicate mind, maybe a sick mind, maybe a whatever, just like there are white sick minds. Uh, wasn't President Trump blamed until it was obvious that he wasn't responsible for, for, for January 6th because he said, what, anything like that? <laughs> oh, I think he said, go to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. I guess he winked when he did that. But he, did, he didn't say like, uh, like the 1619 people that this country is just completely immoral and consumed with racism. He didn't say like Biden that we're systemically racist, meaning that most of us are hateful racists. Could make a unstable person want to kill you if you say things like that. Uh, let's listen to 22. This is all, again, from Frank James. Nobody's making these up. This is the way the man looked at the world, and we're examining where did he get this view. I want you to believe that that's possible. I want you to delude yourself and tell yourself this about that could never happen here. That could never happen here. Those are famous last words. That could never happen here. Yes, the f*** could, and it will. He's talking, he's talking here, I know, with, with, with the cutouts because of the dirty words. It's hard to get it. What he's talking about here is that the blacks could be exterminated in concentration camps like the Jews were in Germany, in America. So where does he come to believe that? From uh, the, the, the 
uh, oh, like the people that educated Obama, you know, people who belong to uh, uh, the Weather Underground and uh, the uh, Black Panthers. Uh, I mean, they educated Obama. Hmm. And they and they advised Black Lives Matter. Uh, people who killed police officers who ended up getting pardons from Democrat presidents and governors. I mean, they really don't like the police, the Democrats. They really don't. Why do you vote for them in cities? You realize how they have ruined American cities? It's really the Democrat Party that has ruined American cities. Nobody else. How about this as the fulfillment of Martin Luther King's dreams. Here's Frank James on the contact that white and black people should have. And I tell the American Negro this, I keep telling you the same thing. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. Now, isn't this the teaching of the present uh, black groups? Black Lives Matter, the black nationalists. They're separatist groups. They do not believe in integration. They believe in separation. So where did he get that from? Me? Or did he get it from them? So why in hell aren't they listed as terrorist groups? How many people did they kill during 2020? Huh? White terrorist groups, white uh, uh, supremacist groups kill more people than them? They're more dangerous than them? Go look at the people murdered last year. How many were murdered by white, whatever the hell you call them? And you idiots in the Justice Department are looking at white supremacy? No wonder you missed this guy. How come you never picked any of these up? Adams is complaining that social media didn't come to him. Why didn't his police department pick it up? Why didn't the FBI pick it up? Don't you track social media? Or what are you, uh, enforcing the law back in the 13th century? You don't track social media? If you don't then get out. Let me come over and show you how to do the job, damn it. We'll be back in a little while. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you. And uh, here are the groups that are responsible for Frank James. Black Lives Matter, the Black Nationalists, the uh, CR, the... Critical Race Theory, 1619, and the American Democrats who like to say that America is systemically racist. Those are the groups who uh, created what Mr. James thinks. I don't think he came to these conclusions on his own. And every single one of them, every single one of those things is a damn lie. So this man is operating on propaganda and the kind of lying and propaganda the Democrat Party does in order to get elected and in order to subjugate uh, the black community. It gets away with it, not with all the black community by any means, but with a small enough percentage of it so that they can, you know, hopefully from their point of view, win elections uh, with a 95 percent vote. So uh, what about our new governor? Our appointed governor. It, it's looking real, real bad. I mean, uh, remember, she's coming in. She's coming in with the odds against her. The last two elected Democrat governors left in scandal. They didn't finish their term. 
So the, there are odds already being made in Las Vegas that she, even if she gets elected, she's not going to finish her term. Now, I think those odds went, you know, very, very much up that she's not going to finish her term when it turns out that before she even gotten started, she's appointed as lieutenant governor, somebody who's now under indictment for an investigation that was going on that she should have, that she did know about before she picked him. Is this a is this a function? It could be a function of two things on her part. One side could be stupid, dumb, inexperienced, doesn't really seem to know what she's doing. Her actions seem to reflect that quite a bit. The other part could be maybe she's part of the sleazy part of the Democrat Party. After all, that 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 Buffalo Stadium deal looks crooked as hell, right? I mean, her husband's right in the middle of it, and is going to be one of the big economic beneficiaries of it. And, of course, the Democrat media doesn't make a big deal out of that. But here she is going to spend uh, $800 million of the taxpayers' money to build a a football stadium for an owner that's worth, you know, I don't know, billions who could pay for it himself, like the Giants paid for theirs, the Jets paid for theirs, the Yankees paid for theirs, and the Mets paid for theirs. But she's going to pay for that one. But she doesn't tell you that her husband is going to be one of the big – uh, money winners there because he's a, a big shot in the concession company. And concession companies usually make three times more in a new stadium. It's the best thing that ever happened to them. Um, that's not a conflict. Oh, and by the way, it's not just going to cost you 800 In order to get the votes for this very controversial and ethically challenged project, she had to put in another $4 billion into her already ridiculously, ridiculously high, historically high budget which is almost two and a quarter times the budget of the state of Florida, which has a million more people and more people want to live in. <laughs> so she had to add another $4 billion to pay people off. In the, so, so now we got to make a choice. Is she dopey or is she sleazy? I don't know. We'll, we'll keep looking at different side of, sides of the line. So far, we haven't seen anything she's done that helps. She's extended bail so more criminals get out. She's tried to uh, change bail. She hasn't succeeded. And the proposition she's put forth, the mayor rejects as being window dressing. We don't need window dressing. Window dressing, more people will get killed like they're getting killed now, Hogel. Man, oh, man. And she can't get rid of Bragg. She wants to give Bragg a chance. Uh, How many more people is Bragg going to let free? How how much more of a chance are you going to give Bragg? to uh, terrorize the people of this city. How much longer, Hochul? What, another month? Two months? I mean, I just came back from Houston that has a, that has a uh, Soros-paid-for DA and says we haven't seen the worst of it yet. They've got heck, heck of a lot of predictions about where the heck uh, uh, Bragg is going to show up. I mean, they're one of 30 cities that has uh, Soros-imposed DAs who let criminals go free in the hundreds and in the thousands. So when you come back, we will have a further discussion on that. And then a few other topics I think you'll be very interested in. And we will also have that great, great reporter, Miranda Devine.
Giuliani Show. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, back uh, with you. And I would like uh, to go to the chat line. We'll go to Brianna in New York. Brianna? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm a little concerned about what's going on in New York City. Well, tell us. Tell us what you're concerned about. Well, I'm concerned that Democrats think they can legislate their way out of uh, defense for having really crappy prosecutors. You know, you were talking earlier about Frank James and how, you know, the greatest threat. I think the greatest threat is lenient prosecutors, you know, with people like Bragg in place and other DAs who don't take seriously their leniency when they sentence people. That's how Frank James got in possession of a gun. This man was in, had interactions with the police 13 times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And this is the end result. Well, there's no doubt you're right. And it isn't just in New York. It's in the United States, and it was deliberately created by the biggest donor to the Democrat Party, George Soros. Back in 2015, 2016, he began electing DAs in all kinds of places you never would have thought Soros would have any interest in. And I think he's up to 30 now. And most of those cities set records last year for murder. So it's had the intended effect of destroying those cities. They have a high crime, high murder rates. And now since we've had our, our Soros DA, uh, crime is up like 40 percent in New York City. On the subway, it's up even more, like 60, 70 percent. So um, yeah, as long as you have DAs, they're going to let people out of prison. The cops can't do much. I mean, really, I mean, that's why Adams should fight uh, much, much harder to have the governor remove Bragg. I should tell you, and I, I, I don't know the position of the other Republican candidates for governor, but I, I'm going to make a big assumption they're the same. But my son Andrew has made it clear, he's running for governor, that on day one he would remove Bragg from office. Now, you, uh, people don't know this, but in New York there is no impeachment for a, for a city official, including a mayor. So when I was mayor, I couldn't be impeached, but I could have been removed by either Mario Cuomo or George Pataki. If you are removed, you get a hearing. So it's like an impeachment, but the governor initiates it. I say you remove Bragg for violating his oath of office. He put his hand on the Bible and he said, I'll uphold the laws of New York. Well, he's not upholding the laws of New York. He's only upholding the laws of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Like this guy is doing like this guy, Frank uh, James, is doing the bidding of Black Lives Matter. He's doing exactly what Black Lives Matter wants him to do which is to display tremendous hatred against those terrible white people who have held them in uh, slavery, who have held them in bondage, who better pay them reparations, who should get the hell out of government. And, uh, you know, and they go very, very close to saying uh, they should kill us. They don't say kill all of us, but they do want they do want uh, they do want the, the people associated with them killing police. They urge uh, their members through, the, through their chance, the one I guess that's the most catchy is, you know, uh, uh, Fryman Bacon, you know, kill them. That's what they're talking about pigs, you know, police. And then every once in a while they'll carry signs saying kill pigs. But, you know, clearly the Black Lives Matter would like to see police dead. And it has a lot to do with uh, why there was a, um, a record of police being killed last year. They want to do away with the nuclear family. And, you know, it's a real testament to what a racist society we have that none of this is being played up in the media. I mean, this this killing by, by, by this attempted uh, a terrorist act by Frank James was clearly in the name of uh, white hatred. 
mean, he, 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 I played maybe four or five examples of his statements about white people. But, I mean, there are dozens and dozens, uh, including, uh, including one in which he has uh, – and, and this is not at all to be attributed to, to Michelle Obama, but he has a picture of Michelle Obama looking kind of like the Virgin Mary and saying, Oh, black Jesus, pil- please kill all whiteies. Now, I'm, I, there's no doubt this is not the sentiments of Michelle Obama, but it is the sentiments of a man affected by the radical black and left-wing groups who are left out of the analysis of terrorist groups that are dangerous to our country, although the white supremacists are listed as the most dangerous terrorist groups in our country. I don't know. How many people did they kill? Uh, <laughs> Black Lives Matter killed a lot of people in twenty in twenty twenty one. Then twenty twenty, a lot of people. So did Antifa. And uh, so why aren't they listed as terrorist groups? And do you really think that, that white supremacists are, are the most dangerous thing to the national security of the United States? That's what that's what our uh, challenged president says. And so does the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Attorney General. And that's what creates this hatred, this irrational hate. These irrational statements creates this irrational uh, uh, attitude. Right? So uh, it should also be pointed out that those uh, cameras that don't work are another uh, absurdity. Most cities have cameras that work. And... uh, I don't understand why these cameras don't work, and I don't understand why they're not checked on a regular basis. Well, I have uh, with me, I think you, you all know, Miranda Devine, who's written, who's written The Hard Drive from Hell, the best-selling book, exposing uh, in detail uh, all of the incriminating matter that was on the, on the hard drive from hell. But uh, Miranda wrote an excellent uh, analysis today of this whole situation with Frank James uh, on a broader basis. And I'd like her, if she wouldn't mind, to um, to kind of just uh, summarize it for us. Thanks so much, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Very nice to be on your show. Oh, always and- wonderful to have you, Miranda. Thank you. Um, now, look, I think what's really quite disturbing um, about the, the, the guy who's been arrested for this subway rampage is how overt his racism and hatred um, and sort of black nationalism, you could call it, or black supremacy was on social media. It wasn't as if he was hiding anything. Uh, He was openly boasting about wanting to commit violence um, and, uh, you know, wanting a race war. And um, he should have been on somebody's radar, I would have thought. And um, possibly the reason he wasn't was because the FBI uh, back in, Um, 2016, uh, 2017, sorry, they uh, issued a report um, noting that there was this new form of domestic terrorism, which they described as black identity extremist ideology. And they attributed it to that massacre in the previous year in 2016 of five police officers by a black nationalist, a follower of Nation of Islam uh, guy in uh, Dallas. And so uh, that was during a Black Lives Matter protest. Right. That followed a Black Lives Matter protest where there was a lot of chanting about killing police. Yes. 
and you remember the, the, the I remember despicable, it well. The despicable uh, slurs and attacks on police, and that continued obviously through the the summer of 2020 all over the country. Um, so, so this is an ideology. They called it BIE, Black Identist Extremists. As soon as they came out with that report, their FBI was hit from all sides, the media, activists, you know, lawyers, saying it was racist and saying that there was no such thing as black identity extremism and, uh, you know, it's not a real threat, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so they abandoned it within a few months. They just stopped looking at it. And uh, we had uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray was there in front of Congress in 2019 uh, saying, no, no, no more of, of that, uh, you know, racist nonsense. No, what, what really is a problem is white supremacist violence. And so, uh, you know, you can only um, surmise that they took their eye off the ball because they were being politically correct because identity politics was influencing how law enforcement does its job. So they completely missed uh, this guy who should have been kind of obvious. It wasn't, you know, there were warning lights flashing all around him for several years. And um, he, he, you know, you just wonder, the FBI has been running around looking for, you know, nooses in NASCAR garages that never exist. And they've been entrapping Trump supporters. We've had the biggest FBI operation ever to go after people who, you know, didn't even go inside the Capitol on January 6th. Um, so much effort being put into so-called white supremacy and the president on down. This is a, a new kind of, uh, I don't know, way of dividing and conquering the country that the Democrats have seized upon. But white supremacy is their way of demonising Trump supporters. And they've completely ignored the law enforcement, black supremacy, which, of course, if you are going to, to start playing in the rancid pool of identity politics, you are going to have both or all sides of identity right. Absolutely start right. asserting right. themselves. And if, you, and if you start looking at homicide and murder... Yeah. And you start looking at, well, how many people have the white supremacists murdered and how many people have been murdered in the name of the things that this man is talking about? I mean, the, the difference is dramatic. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm sure there were some, but I'm having a hard time thinking of a of last year, a white supremacist murder. There must have been one. Well, I can't think of one either, but I can tell you that. Uh, just after the January 6th riot, when when Nancy Pelosi and co were all carrying on and pretending that somehow the Trump supporters who went to the Capitol were white supremacists that had nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. It was about the election. Uh, you know, whether you agree with what they did or not, I mean, obviously some of them broke the law and shouldn't have, but it had nothing to do with white supremacy. And yet a few months later, in April, uh, you had that, again, another black nationalist nation of Islam guy slammed his car deliberately into two Capitol police officers in front of the Capitol, killing one. Uh, and that that was just, that incident was memory hold. You don't hear about it. Everyone has forgotten <laughs> about it. Memory hold, right. It was covered yeah. up, right. Stuck down the memory hole, exactly. So no one was interested in that. And then what about the Wakisha Christmas parade? Same thing. Exactly and we have heard... 
if that was a white supremacist who drove his car into a parade of black people, that we would have heard no end of that. There would have been laws changed. Nancy Pelosi would be talking about it every day. Um, the president would be up ra- railing against it, changing laws. So, uh, no, it was a black black nationalist who uh, was filled with hatred of white people and he ploughed his car into the Wakisha Christmas parade last November. But we don't hear much about that. How how do do you think those things would have been dealt with had they had had you reversed it all? And it was a white supremacist who went into the crowd. I, I would I would think it would be international news for weeks and a demand for for major prosecution and investigations and 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 until we until we straighten that out i don't i don't think we straighten out the 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 anger and the division in this country until we straighten out and get back to sort of a uh, uh, an even honest system of justice absolutely and you just see the way that the rioters from uh, the 2020 uh, summer of riots the antifa black lives matter um you know You could call them insurrectionists who were attacking government buildings and attacking police uh, and, you know, injured over a thousand police. They were let off with uh, kid glove treatment. Their charges were dropped. Nothing happened to them. And yet you have people locked up who were part of that January 6th riot who never committed violence. They're not charged with violent acts. So certainly there's been no insurrection charges against anybody. uh, And you've had this... Um, the biggest investigation the FBI's ever had to try and dredge up uh, charges against them. These people, some of them are still in jail. They've been kept in a DC jail. I don't know how they get away with that. Family and friends. How do they get away with it? I don't know. In in America, where you're not supposed to incarcerate people with, I mean, we let people out on bail when they beat the living daylights out of people or rob them, or we even let them out sometimes when they shoot them. How can you keep people without bail for over a year who haven't even been charged with a criminal, I mean, a violent offence? They've committed no violence. Um, So I I find it just terrifying and rancid, so corrosive to, uh, you know, Americans' faith in their system of justice that it is fair and that there is a one-tier system because there obviously isn't. There's obviously uh, one system of justice for one class of Americans, and there's another system for a privileged class. Well, thank you very much for pointing this out to us. I mean, it's something that we got to keep saying if we're going to try to fix it and not let them. uh, How did you describe that? Uh, uh, Putting it under the rug? Memory hole. Memory Memory hole. hole. I got to remember that, Miranda. Memory memory hole. hole. (laughs) But they're great at memory hole. (laughs) They are. They're so good. And they have the help of the media. How's the book doing? Oh, it's doing really well, thanks. Laptop from hell. Yep, it's uh, had a had a second coming because Good. Uh, thanks to the New York Times who yes. who uh, finally admit that what you uh, told us was true was true. Right. Well, you know they haven't caught, quite gotten to the whole thing yet. You got a lot more to go. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know they're trying to airbrush out anything to do with the president, right. but they're not right. going to get away with that for sure. Well, thank you very much, Marin, and great job as usual. Thanks so much, Smith. As usual. Bye. Well, we'll be back with the mayor's final words uh, very shortly, and maybe we'll grab a couple of calls along the way. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, 
It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Make your $11 a month contribution to T, the number 2T.org, and make sure that our our great heroes, those who are severely wounded uh, defending us or who lose their lives are, are taken care of in the right way, which is what T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers, dedicates it to and does it better than anyone else. So we do have time for a, a, a question or two more. And I thought maybe we would go to Frank in New Jersey. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Uh, hello, How Frank. You? How you doing? Fellow Jasper, class of 76. All right. Way to go, Keep Jasper. The Keep the faith, Jasper. We will. We will. You know we will. All right. Two quick questions about Mr. Bragg. Number yeah. one, why doesn't the Republican Party in New York put a challenge against Bragg? Challenge him and get him out. Well, you, uh, you can't. I mean, there's no way to challenge him. Uh, he, there is no recall in New York. Uh, there is no uh, impeachment in New York. There is a mechanism for removing him, and that's the governor. The only way to remove him until he comes up uh, for re-election in three and a half years is for the governor to say he's not doing his job. Now, that's pretty simple. He isn't doing his job. He's refused to, uh, he's refused to uh, prosecute areas of the law that have been set out by the legislature as crimes. That's not his job. The, 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 I mean, we all remember, I think, uh, when, when they used to actually teach in school – that uh, the legislature passes the law, the executive, that's the DA, enforces the law, and the court interprets the law. Well, once they pass it, you've got to enforce it. And right. he is not doing that in a broad range of cases. And as I said, it, I'm, I'm repeating the promise that was made. He is my son, but the promise that was made by Andrew Giuliani that uh, the first thing he would do uh, the day he's sworn in is write out an order removing him from office. Now, that I think all the other candidates should agree on that. And by the way, there is one candidate who could do it, and that's Hokel Pokel. But, uh, you know, she doesn't do anything. I mean, she, she's more worried about whether her husband can get, you know, can cash in on the Buffalo Stadium that she's putting up. And she's had to pay off about $4 million in bribes to get it. I mean, she's much more interested in that. That you know, this is what we get from the Democratic Party for the last eight, ten years, fifteen years in Albany. Look, let's face it; it's not a coincidence that the last two Democrat governors who were elected had a leave in scandal, that their controller got convicted and went to jail, and who was the other guy, the the, the AG that went to jail? I mean, it, it, it's a cesspool. The Democratic Party right now in New York is a cesspool. And it should be straightened. You should just vote against it and let them go reform themselves. Well, let's, let's uh, do the mayor's final word. And I, I think today the mayor's final word is how do we get back to a fair and just America? You know, uh, I, I believe in, and, of course, no one has the right to speak for Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't subscribe to the fact that, you know, a white man can't speak for Martin Luther King any more than a black man. Uh, people can't speak for other people. All you can do is interpret them. So I'm going to interpret him. 
I think when he says that we have to get to a society in which people are judged uh, not by the color of their skin but by the content of their character, he's talking about an integrated society. Oh, my goodness, how often did he talk about our children being able to, to, to play with each other and our children being able to just freely, freely uh, in- interchange with each other without thought of uh, skin color or whatever? That was the dream he was talking about, and I have a dream speech. He wasn't talking about an America that that uh, the the uh, Black Lives Matter and the Democratic politicians today are talking about, where blacks and whites are separated and everything is measured according to affirmative action and how much do you get and how much do I get. What he was talking about is a, a country in which you have a fair opportunity. Not a guaranteed result. Countries in which you have guaranteed results are communist countries. Countries that have guaranteed results end in tremendous violence. Because uh, guaranteed results means that somebody can work enormously hard and somebody cannot work at all and they get the same result. Guaranteed results are Baseball games without a winner, right? Uh, Basically, you're going to play nine innings and everybody is going to win. That's a society that deteriorates into mediocrity. When you cannot reward success, you become mediocre. There's a reason why China steals intellectual property. China, I guess the longest standing example of a communist country who some people admire, I find that uh, all of our wealthy investors who admire China so much are you know, focused on just one thing, do- dollars, and they've lost their brains because China can't produce a damn thing. China is totally non-creative. That's why they steal our intellectual property. Communism has the tendency to make you completely non-creative totally an automaton, and those people where creativity break out start to rebel. And that's why every communist government has broken out and has been destroyed over violence. Now, China hasn't broken out over, over violence, but don't forget Tiananmen Square. They've had plenty of violence, plus they've been willing to kill 60 million people. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got plenty to say on those subjects. I put plenty more will be coming up. But remember... We live in the greatest country on earth. You get down on your knees tomorrow morning and you say, thank God I'm an American. God bless America.